It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now. I'm starving. On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast presented, of course, by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. Pretty much all of you know that. At this point, love, love, love podcasts, Ross Tucker football podcast every day, even money podcast. We killed it this year. College draft podcast is where it's at this time of year, getting you ready for the NFL draft with Emory Hunt. Off season is where Andrew Brandt shines on the business of sports podcast. And of course, the reason why you're here, the fantasy Feast podcast, our last game to break down of the 2021 season. Although we never stop. This show is year round. And honestly, some of the offseason shows are as fun as any when we get a chance to break down the coaching changes. We get into dynasty fantasy football. We get into best ball. We talk about the lessons learned from this season. We talk about the prospects to know in the draft and we do it all with the great joe dolan from fantasypoints.com where you can and should all get in on some of their early bird specials for next year 21 feasts at fantasypoints.com joe is at fg underscore dolan the fantasy gangster i'm ross tucker at ross tucker nfl at ross tucker pod more and more people watching the shows on youtube which is awesome, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. And Joe, I mean this. Like, I love going over the games, and I love, you know, today we're going to break down every skill guy in the Super Bowl, your Mm -hmm. opinion on what you're expecting from them. There are some single-game slates out there. You'll explain how that works momentarily. But I feel like I learn the most with the off-season shows. You know, when you bring on Scott Barrett and Graham Barfield, and we have other guys from other websites, like my buddy Evan Silva and others, Mike Clay, that just enhance our knowledge of fantasy football, it's like the players don't just do nothing until next season starts, right? Like, they prep for the next season. We got to be the same way. I was talking last night, actually, Ross. Oh, I'm going to pull a John Hansen here and do some serious name dropping. Um, I'm going to. I was talking last night to Amon Green and Terrell Davis, and uh, we were they were we were just talking about like life in the fantasy industry, and just like you know, Amon Green and Terrell Davis when they were playing and you were playing, Ross, you you might not be working as hard, or you might not be working on specific things the way you would in season, but you're still getting your body right, getting your mind right for the next season. That's what we got to do in fantasy football. These coaching changes, as soon as the Super Bowl shut the hell, there are some sickos out there, Ross. You love you love when I use that term. There are some sickos out there who are already playing best ball. Already. Pre-Super Bowl. I am not one of those people, but, we're, but just to throw it out there, there are contests available out there for you if you want to be playing best ball right now. Um, we're already getting ready for next season, and and I don't think I would have had been I'd have 
very successful season long year. I don't think I would have been as successful if I didn't start researching in January and February. It's just the way it goes. As soon as Super Bowl 56 is over, the analysis switches to next season. No question. No question, Joe. Really looking forward to it. We bring in the best and brightest in the fantasy industry. Why were you talking to Mon Green and Terrell Davis, by the way? So Graham and I actually won the first ever Hall of Fantasy League, which was it's a league put on by the, the Hall of Fame. Um, uh, and uh, basically what this league was, uh, you might have seen, I used to wear my uh, Atlanta Hot Wings hat, which was my team. I don't know if I have it. There it is right there in the background. Um, that was a. Uh, that was our team and it's like a professional fantasy league. And what fans can do was invest in our team. So like, for instance, if you put a hundred out, you could put a hundred dollars into our team to say, I want this team to win. And we do all the management and stuff and we communicate with you. Um, turns out we did win, which means anybody who invested into our team got six times their investment worth from the 10 team league. So, um, uh, Terrell Davis was the commissioner of the league. He was the honorary commissioner, and we did kind of a season wrap-up last night. So, uh, by the way, still looks like he could play. Like, yeah. like, still looks like he could go. Um, and Amon Green and I were talking about video games, which is what we like to do in the offseason. So, um, it was it was a fun conversation and a fun league, and I think Graham and I are just planning on running it back. And, you know, uh, Terrell Davis said something that that stuck with me. Because I said, we're trying to repeat. And he said, he did repeat when he was with Denver. And he said, the mindset for Denver was, we weren't trying to repeat, we're trying to win a championship. Because he said, the term repeat, he he thought that might have the connotation of, oh, we already have one. If we don't do it again, it's going to be okay. And he did not want that to be the permeating mindset in the locker room. So he said they were not trying to repeat. They were merely trying to win a championship when they went out and won their second one in a row. So I thought that was interesting, and I'm going to be taking that mindset into the offseason. Love it, Joe. Love it. It's not. Don't call it a repeat. Don't call mm-hmm. it a comeback. Joe's been here for years. All right. So I, I love the offseason shows. Highly encourage everybody. Make sure you subscribe if you haven't already. It's going to be awesome. Um, as for the Super Bowl, Joe, it's kind of a big game. A lot of people yeah, talk about a it. A lot of people watch it. How, how can you play? Obviously, everything you say today is relevant for everyone that makes prop bets on the Super Bowl. And hopefully people listened last week to Tom Brawley on last week's episode going over the prop bets he had already made at DraftKings Sportsbook on the Super Bowl. So it's relevant there. What about DFS? What about if people that are just looking mm-hmm. to play fantasy? Well, let's talk about DraftKings. First and foremost, when you have one game, Ross, and, and the props for this game are gone over with a fine-tooth comb from both the books and the markets and the people betting, it's very hard to find an edge with those. But also when you have one game, it's really hard to separate prop betting from fantasy um, because you're still essentially like, all right, do I want to put $100 on Cooper Cup to go over this massive number? Do I want to pay this massive salary for Cooper Cup in a DraftKings in a DraftKings showdown contest? So that's how you can play fantasy for, for the Super Bowl. DraftKings has showdown contests. They're single-game slates. Now, here is what is different about them if you've never played a showdown slate. 
You have basically five flex spots that can be anybody, including a kicker or defense. Um, and you have a captain slot. And the captain can be anybody, including a kicker or defense. The captain gets 1.5 times the fantasy points. However, the captain also costs 1.5 times his salary on DraftKings, as, as if you were to put him in a typical flex spot. So here's the deal. The, the thing with showdown slates is it is extremely easy to duplicate a lineup, okay? You're picking from a pool of players in one game. So the strategy, especially for the Super Bowl, if you really want to take down, like, the million-dollar prize, you got to get weird. And you got to leave salary on the table. You know, everybody's going to have Cooper Cup or Matthew Stafford in their captain spot. Maybe you put, like, Van Jefferson in there and hope he pops off for two touchdowns. Like, maybe you put Evan McPherson in there and hope it's a field goal battle. Like, those are the kind of things you got to do here. And it's just basically playing against the other lineups. Now, if you just want to play against yourself and you want to play against the game, then do prop bets. And, of course, there's obviously square pools. Ross, if you go to FantasyPoints.com, we have a contest on the website that is a prop question contest. 37 multiple choice questions with assigned point values based on the likelihood something happens. Um, it's a fun contest. Uh, you can get cash prizes from us. You can upgrade your subscription. We also have a PDF version that you can download and run it at your Super Bowl party. Uh, so that's a lot of fun. But w- when it comes to fantasy, DraftKings, the showdown captain mode, that is probably y- your best option. But trust me, you got to get weird. There's going to be people in here who have been playing these damn things all year who know how to not game the system. They're not going to cheat, but they know how these things are won, and it is not won by putting in a lineup that uses every dollar that a 1,000 other people are going to have in this contest. Well said, Joe. Um, very well said. Let's actually dive into the players now in this game. Let's start with the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm-hmm. And let's start with their receivers. Uh, That means Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins. I want to break these guys down one by one, Joe, with your expectations. Okay, so let's start with let's start just by going through and talking about their props, which is I think the best way to go through. T. Higgins is sitting at eighty and a half yards. Excuse me, Jamar Chase is sitting at eighty and a half yards. Um, That seems about right for me. Um, I, I think. The thing is, you, you think Jalen Ramsey, oh my God, he's going to follow. Jalen Ramsey, I I seriously doubt, is going to follow in this game. Because if Jamar Chase gets Jalen Ramsey's attention, then Joe Burrow is going to throw the ball to T. Higgins. If T. Higgins gets Jamar, uh, J- Jalen Ramsey's attention, then Joe Burrow is going to throw the ball to Jamar Chase. 80 and a half is about right for me for, for Jamar Chase. Um, that leads, obviously, the Bengals in receiving yards. Um, I'm looking at, these are from DraftKings Sportsbook, by the way. So, um, I anticipate Jamar Chase is going to be somebody I would project in that six catch, 85, 90 yard range. I'd be inclined to take the over on that prop, but I think it's pretty tight for me. T Higgins sitting at 68 and a half. That one I kind of like, I kind of like the over for T Higgins in that one. Um, he has been fantastic in the playoffs, obviously had a phenomenal, a game against Kansas City last week. Um, I, I do think you'll see some Jalen Ramsey, just like I think Jamar Chase will see some Jalen Ramsey. But T. Higgins has been a guy who has been a reliable chain mover in big situations for the Bengals. Now, you might remember um, the first play of the second half against Kansas City, they hit T. Higgins. I think it was a 45-yard gain 
on a play action pass. And that's going to tie into all the analysis. Ross, you obviously talked to Greg Cosell about this, and he has been discussing this a lot. Cincinnati has to understand here, okay, that that you've had two weeks to sit on this game. You and I know what the, the biggest mismatch in this game is. It's the Rams defensive line against the Bengals offensive line. If one of these, one unit is going to wreck this game, it's the Rams defensive line. The, the Bengals have got to use play action creatively to get those defenders moving laterally and not towards Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow got sacked nine times against Tennessee, okay? If that happens, they're losing this game because the Rams have a hell of a lot more offensive firepower than does Tennessee. So you've got to use that play action, and you've got to get T. Higgins and Jamar Chase the ball down the field. Now, I don't think that's good news, by the way, for Tyler Boyd. I'm looking at Tyler Boyd's prop here, 39 and a half. I think Brawley was on last week and mentioned this, but Tyler Boyd's gone for 36 or fewer yards in four straight games and 39 or fewer yards in 11 of 19 games. Meanwhile, CJ Uzama, who got carted off in the AFC Championship game, says he expects to play in this game. I don't know how uh, much he's going to be able to play, but if Uzama can even play a little bit in this game, I don't see a prop for him, so they're not uh, they're not really sure about that here. Um, then I think Tyler Boyd takes an even bigger hit as a receiver in this game. Not the guy I'd be betting an over for for Tyler Boyd, but obviously Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. I think Chase will be more popular for fantasy, but T. Higgins has just as much upside in my opinion. So here's my thing about Tyler Boyd. <clears throat> Jalen Ramsey plays in the slot for the most part, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. now he has he said publicly, around. I'm willing to to travel and I, I want whoever they think is the best guy, put me on him. But that's not really how they've used him a whole lot. I know Greg Cosell said on Monday's Ross Tucker football podcast, he doesn't expect a lot of Jamar Chase against Jalen Ramsey. But I would think that would make Tyler Boyd you know, from a prop standpoint, I know Tom Brawley pointed this out last week. He liked the under, but that that seemed even more problematic for Tyler yeah. Boyd. Yeah, and that's why of these props here, um, I, I think I would rank them. In, in If I were to be betting them, I would say Boyd's under would be my favorite. Higgins over would be next, and then Chase is over. That would be that would be my order. I'd probably leave the Chase one alone, but I like the Higgins one, and I would like the Boyd under, specifically for one of the reasons you just mentioned. What about Mixon as a receiver, Joe? Yeah. Mixon's receiving yards. So his his prop is at 25 and a half. And look, um, I think the entire world here, like Joe Mixon's rushing prop is 63 and a half. I feel like the entire world's going to be juicing that number to, to, to down. Oh, my God, they can't run, you know, even though he had a good game last week. Can't run against this defensive front. But 25 and a half is the receiving prop for Joe Mixon. Gotta be honest, I kind of like that. Uh, 27 plus receiving yards in five straight games. 50 receiving yards for both Elijah Mitchell and Leonard Fournette in the last two games against the Rams out of the backfield. That's where I think Joe Mixon's going to make his impact. And if you really want, um, uh, like, I, I, sometimes I love these like short uh, props here, Ross. If you really want, one that can happen in one play. Samaje Pirine's receiving yardage prop is sitting at eight and a half. Obviously, he had the long touchdown against Kansas City. 
I don't know, man. I want to bet in Super Bowl 50 on Fozzie Whitaker going over six and a half receiving yards, just as like a passing down back. All he's got to do is catch one pass. Um, I don't know. I kind of like Samaj P. Ryan there, but I also like Joe Mixon over the 25 and a half based on how the Rams are giving up receiving yards in the backfield. Don't like Mixon's uh, over for the rushing yards. I'd, I'd lean to the under. Um, when Brawley was on last week, that was up at 65 and a half. It's all the way down to 63 and a half. But uh, Joe Mixon's 88 yards last week was snapped a seven-game streak of 65 or fewer yards. I like Joe Burrow over on rushing yards. It's 11 and a half, but, you know, that's inflated a little bit because of what he did against Kansas City. But he's going to be under duress. He's going to have to I, – I, I mean, that very easily could just be one run. And I'd be surprised after the success he had last game – if he doesn't at least run once or twice. And, you know, you saw that. that um, I don't know how much of that we've seen in the NFL so far from Burrow as opposed to um, last week against Kansas City when he was doing Mahomes stuff. Like, he's escaping pressure, and he's breaking tackles, and then he's making second and third reaction plays with his legs. But that's the guy we saw at LSU. That's the guy when, when I was watching him at LSU and how he escaped pressure and – that's what reminded me when Joe Burrow came out of Tony Romo. Like the the kind of not you don't think of Romo as as like a, a, a scrambler in the way you think of Josh Allen, you know, or Jalen Hurts. But Tony Romo would extend plays with his legs, would always look to pass first, and then if it wasn't there, he could use that underrated athleticism to run, pick up 10, 15 yards. That Joe Burrow reminded me of Tony Romo coming out, and I think we saw a Romo-like performance for him last week against Kansas City. I like his rushing yards to the over as well in this game, 11.5. I also like the other quarterback as well. So the last thing I want to mention here, I was on the sideline when C.J. Uzama got hurt. That didn't look real good to me. Did not I, I mean, uh, you know, he's acting like he's playing – I would just say I have, you know, I know modern medicine's a wonderful thing. I know he's got two weeks. I would say I have a healthy level of skepticism. Not that he'll try to play, but just how effective he will actually be. You know what he's probably doing, Joe? He is probably chugging athletic greens like it's going out of style. Athletic greens is how you drink your veggies, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. It helps with your nervous system, gut health, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, all these things. Less than $3 a day. It's lifestyle-friendly. You know, it's had over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash feast. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash feast to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance all right here we go joe let's get to the rams a lot of people loving the rams we'll start with their receivers as well cooper cup 
Van Jefferson, Odell Beckham Jr. Cooper Cup, 106 and a half receiving yards. Odell Beckham, 63 and a half. Van Jefferson, 29 and a half. They have tanked Van Jefferson's numbers here. Um, I, if you want to stand in front of a Cooper Cup under, be my guest. I, I, 106 and a half is a massive prop. It's huge. But if you want to be the guy betting the under on that, I'll let you have it because I'm not going to do it. I don't know if I'm going to be betting an over on that as well. But Cooper Cup has by far the highest receiving line in this game. He's going to be a very popular captain on DraftKings. He's the most expensive player in the game on DraftKings. Uh, Even Stafford and Burrow are cheaper. Um, So that just goes to show you what people are thinking of Cooper Cup. Brawley did point one out to me, though, that I really liked. Um, If you want to bet on Cooper Cup and you think Cooper Cup's going to have a great game, first and foremost, you can bet him to win the MVP award. Um, it's I've seen it at 7-1. to one. I think I've seen it as low as 5-1 to one at this point. People are kind of wise to that. Um, but Cooper Cup, longest reception, over 28 and a half yards. He's had a 29-yard reception in 15 of 20 games this year, and he's averaging 8.5 receptions per game. So you got tons of opportunity to get a Cooper Cup over that uh, over that uh, reception yard. Look, I am not standing in front of a Cooper Cup under. If, if I'm betting, this is a one-way bet for me, over or not. But Cooper Cup is certainly expected, based on all the numbers that are out there in the prop market, to have the best game of anybody in Super Bowl you know, 56. And, and Ross, I mean... You can sit here and say, oh, you know, the Bengals secondary has been been much better than people give it credit for, even though they don't have, you know what, whatever. Like, none of that analysis in this game even matters for Cooper Cup. The guy would catch 10 passes if Deion Sanders and Ronnie Lott were bracketing him. So, I mean, it's not – this is just one of those situations where – Stafford's going to throw the ball to Cooper Cup come hell or high water, and I'm not not betting it under on Cooper Cup. What about – Odell Beckham Jr. Odell Beckham Jr. Now, all of a sudden, his number is sitting here at uh, 63 and a half. And you know, I think it's kind of a fair number. I don't know if that's one that um, I'm really going to to get involved with either. Uh, but Odell Beckham's doing a, uh, a nice job here. He's gone over this number in each of the last two games. However, he's only gone over this number four times in his season with the Rams. So you're looking at the fact that Odell Beckham's played 10 games with the Rams. He's gone uh, He's gone over this number just four times in 11 games with the Rams, rather. So uh, I, I think I'd lean to the over because I think he's getting a little bit more comfortable with Matthew Stafford. Um, but not a number that I'm really looking to stand in front of. Uh, on either way on the prop market. Now, I was saying you've got to get a little bit weird with your um, with your captain spot if you're playing showdown. And look, Odell Beckham Jr. is not weird, okay? Like in the way that like using Van Jefferson or Evan McPherson would be weird. But it's certainly going to be less popular in the captain spot than, than Matthew Stafford or, or Cooper Cup will be. And if you think Odell Beckham Jr.'s got a chance to pop off, you know, this is a guy who has had some very good games here of late uh, for uh, for the Rams. He had 69 yards against Tampa. He had 113, which is a season high, his first 100-yard game of the year against San Francisco. Then maybe that's somebody that you pop into your captain spot and say, maybe he'll look like the Odell Beckham of old. Maybe you also take a small wager on him to win Super Bowl MVP because you know you got the writers in the box voting for that. Man, if Odell Beckham Jr. has a big game on the biggest stage, I bet you they'll love the narrative 
of Odell Beckham Jr. winning Super Bowl MVP. But uh, Odell Beckham, this prop seems about fair to me. I don't know if I'm going to lean to the over or under on this. I'm just talking through from a fantasy perspective how to get a little bit different, how to get a little bit weird with your lineup construction. Van Jefferson, Joe? I mean, he has been a ghost of late. I mean, they've been getting Skoranek involved. And, of course, Skoranek uh, had that horrible drop uh, on the um, on the, on the would-be touchdown. 29 yards for Van Jefferson against Tampa. Nine against San Francisco. He had 41 against Arizona. But here's the problem. He was targeted only once, and it was a 41-yard catch. So in the last three games, the last three playoff games, Van Jefferson has nine targets, and he's got 79 total yards on those targets. I, I'm only betting unders for Van Jefferson here. Um, the, his catch prop, by the way, is two and a half. Juiced to the under. It's minus 175 to the under. That That is way too much juice to the under for me to bet that, that, that side. Um, but that's probably where I'd lean. He's caught more than two passes just once in his last eight games as Odell Beckham Jr. has clearly emerged as the number two receiver for the LA Rams. What about Tyler Higby and Kendall Blanton, Joe? Yeah, so um, I'm not showing any props for either of those two guys right now because obviously I think Higby's dinged up and Blanton, um, uh, Blanton they don't have a prop for because he hasn't been um, very much involved. Um, it, maybe you, you bet Blanton or uh, or Higby for any time touchdown, um, but they do not have yardage props right now because of the injury situation. But uh, any time touchdown, I think you could uh, you could bet those. Let me uh, let me bring those up. By the way, uh, TD scores here. Oh my God, they're everywhere. Kendall Blanton uh, is plus sixteen hundred for the first touchdown. He's plus sixteen hundred for the last touchdown. He's plus 230 for an anytime touchdown. That is not what I anticipated here. They are not giving him very many, uh, very many. Uh, they're, they're actually juicing that up quite a bit. Tyler Higby and Kendall Blanton, by the way, have the same odds for anytime touchdown at plus 230 on DraftKings. Probably would stay away from those at this point, given the situation. Uh, once we get more clarity on Higby, I think uh, you'll probably have a, a, a little bit more clarity in the prop market, but not a whole lot going around right now for those two guys. How about um, either Sony Michelle or Cam Akers receiving? Yeah, so um, we're looking at the receiving props here for those two guys. We have um, uh, Cam Akers at 15 and a half. Do not have anything for Sony Michelle there. Um, by the way, Daryl Henderson potentially playing in this game, which could throw another wrench into here. Um, Cam Akers, let's look in general. 65 and a half rushing, 15 and a half receiving yard prop. The only thing I can do based on uh, based on his effectiveness in the playoffs so far is, is take the unders on those. With the fact that Daryl Henderson might play, that they still have Sony Michelle. Look, I mean, uh, Cam Akers is a phenomenal story, but he's averaging 2.6 yards per carry with two lost fumbles in four games back. Um, played through a shoulder injury in the NFC title game. Henderson could be back. Uh, the only way I can look on Cam Akers is unders. Stafford? Uh, Stafford, the five and a half rushing yards. I kind of like the over there. Um, it was at four and a half. Now people are betting that up. He's got five for 37 rushing on scrambles this postseason. Uh, Carr, Tannehill, and Mahomes each went for 12 or more rushing yards against the Bengals. The only thing, if I were betting a Stafford prop, do I think the Rams are going to win? And do I think, 
Um, it's got the potential to be – well, it doesn't even matter if you think it's going to be a close game. Do the Rams win this game? Because if they do, there is a very good chance the last few plays of the game are kneel downs. And when you have a quarterback who doesn't typically run – Kneel downs can be pretty fatal to a rushing prop. Hell, it even was the case a few years ago for a quarterback who does run, Patrick Mahomes. You search for people tweeting during that game who had a Mahomes overprop, and he's taking these deep kneel downs at the end of that game. They were freaking out. So there is the danger in taking a quarterback's rushing prop in the Super Bowl, especially somebody like Stafford, because five and a half yards doesn't seem like a lot. But even if he picks up an eight-yard scramble and then he kneels the ball three times at the end of the game, that's going to go under the prop. So I like the over, but just be aware of that. That that That's as bad a beat as you can get in the Super Bowl. Can't highly recommend following this guy on social media enough. It's at FG underscore Dolan. And, of course, fantasypoints.com is the key where you use the code 21FEAST to get their early bird specials for the 2022 season already. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. We are at Ross Tucker Pod, and we are just getting started. Next week, we will begin our preparations for 2022, looking back on some of the lessons we learned in 2021. Check us out on YouTube as well, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Other than that, I'm stuffed. We're done. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mention DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, one 800 with it by the way if what i was talking about included a deposit bonus doesn't always sometimes it does deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit 